Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard, your host from FanRagSports.com, along with Trevor Sykema of PewterReport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Trevor, we're almost there. We're wrapping up this team-by-team look, going through the first round, taking four teams at a time. Yeah. I, I, when we do this, when we plan this out, we're all, I mean, like I'm a little. We discuss it, and I'm a little hesitant because I don't want to section off any fan groups. You know, today we're talking about the Titans, Falcons, Saints, and Steelers. I don't want the other 28 fan groups to be like, well, we're just not interested in this, you know, because it matters for them, but also because you know we want to keep people listening, and so I don't want to section off any fan bases. But we've been pleasantly surprised. These have been some of like the best listened to episodes that we've ever published um, so far. So it shows one that. You know, these fan bases are interested in what's happening in the full scope of the scope of the draft because it affects their team, especially as you get down the order. What other teams are prioritizing and looking like and what their needs are, it affects the way what's going to happen and who's going to be on the board for your team. But also, I think people love the draft and they just love hearing about teams in general and prospects and where they could go. And I, you know, and they and they obviously they love us. I mean, let's be real. Well, yeah, how could you not? No, but it's, it is really cool. It, it was cool when you told me that those are kind of the stats that we have. It's cool talking football with you guys uh, that you're sticking around for all the podcasts. Because, And I'm not just saying this like as somebody who's who's looking to keep our podcast members up or anything like that. But like the draft is like an all-encompassing thing. Mm-hmm. Like you – a lot of people are just like, hey, just tell me about my team. What's my team doing? And I just – I'm like, uh, well, you see, your team doesn't you, – like if you're not picking number one – Every other team could be basically in the mix to affect what you're doing. And even like, for example, like even if you're a Bills fan, you got to know what's going on in the top five because you might be trading up. And if the Bills are trading up, then, you know, Jets fans got to know what's going on or Cardinals fans got to know what's going on. So, like, it's it's encouraging to to know that a lot of people love the the draft as a whole for what it is, because um, it is a lot of fun for a lot of different reasons. And uh, glad you guys are sticking around for it. So Tennessee Titans, first one today. Tennessee Titans, weird roster. Because if you look across the Titans roster, there aren't any real like crying obvious needs. Now there are there are, are definitely weaknesses, but holes, it's kind of hard. It's a little bit harder to see those. You know, let's start offensive side of the ball. Wide receiver Eric Decker probably moves on after this season. The depth is needed there, but they drafted Corey Corey Davis and Taewon Taylor first and third rounds. They're going to get an opportunity to start. Rashard Matthews has played really really well. You know, he's going to be a strong contributor. There's your top three receivers next year. I mean, I don't think there's any much doubt about that. Uh, you have your tackles in place, Luan and Conklin. Ben Jones is a good center. Quentin Spain at left guard. Maybe you look at right guard. I think it's definitely a possibility. You have your they backfield. A, like, I mean, they were like a top five, top ten O-line, right? I mean, as a unit? I th- I think, yeah. I mean, for what they do anyway, you know, I think this is a very good group. I don't think – I think four or five spots are nailed down. Like I said, right guard maybe, but I don't think there's any question of the other spots. Um, you know, all guys under 30, uh, under contract, Delaney Walker, at tight end, still one of the best in the business under contract. Mariota is going to get a chance to bounce back. And I think that he will. Um, I don't know, man, Derek Henry's your back. I mean, a little depth sure. That's because Demar- Murray's probably going to be gone, but a little depth isn't going to hurt you at running back, but there's not Corey Davis. There. We, we just need Corey Davis to be healthy, man. Oh yeah. Corey Davis being healthy. Probably. I mean, today's Valentine's day. If I could wish for one thing, I don't know if you wish for things on Valentine's day or not. Uh, but it would probably be Corey Davis himself. I don't think you do, but I'll make sure to let your wife know. Yeah, tell her. You pick, that's, you that pick was, something over. That was my Corey thing. Davis. Yeah. Not yeah. even a Steelers player, man. You that wish was, for something for the Titans. She could have understood if it was a Steelers player. She would have been fine with it, but 
real. Is, this is grounds for divorce right No, here. I know. I, th- I, I, I kind of like what the Titans are doing on offense. Um, I mean, like, the pieces are there. They just need someone who knows I, what they're doing, well, and that I, wasn't Malarkey. I wonder, I wonder if the right pieces are there. Like, I like all the pieces. Like, I like Mariota. I like Derrick Henry. I like that offensive line. I obviously like Walker, like Corey Davis. Um, but, like, Mariota, I'm trying so hard right here to not say that Mariota is a system guy. But obviously runs better when he can use his advantage of how precise he is at such a quick rate. And I wonder if, like, I know the NFL is a different game than college, so there's only so much that you can speed it up uh, just because that's the nature of the game. Sure. But I wonder, I, like, I love Derrick Henry, but is Derrick Henry, like, the right running back for Marcus Mariota? I don't know. Like, I hope so. But I just, I have that little thought in the back of my head. Like, I like the pieces that they have on offense. I wonder how good it gels been, is my thing. I think there might be some so. zone coming to, to Tennessee. Certainly not outside zone, I wouldn't think, but. You know, probably some inside zone, which is going to be different for that. Well, I mean, like, I'm cool. I don't know. I'm cool, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, um, I'd be cool with that. I so guess I, it's different that for was this just, group. That was just, that was just kind of my. I have that random thought with the Titans is that I like I like what they're, they're one of those teams where it's like, it's like when I draft any team in NBA 2K, right? It's right. just a bunch of players that I like that are random as heck that don't play basketball together, and I end up getting whooped on by basically every other team that has any kind of chemistry. So. That's that feels like that's kind of like what the Titans are doing, but yeah, I think you bring up a I good hope, point because I hope I'm wrong. But if you're Mariota and if you're the Titans and if you're Mariota, you look at some of the guys they have on this roster: Taewon Taylor, Jonu Smith, guys that are like flex options can play in the slot. You have Corey Davis, Rashard Matthews has been a great field stretcher for them. Maybe add another speed element to this team, but this is a team that you're right. They they have some things where you're like spread it out, stop going heavy personnel. You know, play more it's, loose, play more It's aggressive. just really hard to, and I can say this from somebody who watched the Buccaneers try to do what they do. They went so different in their personnel from situation to situation that not only did they give away what they were doing, but they lowered the efficiency of whatever they were doing. Like when the Bucs ran the ball, they lined up in like heavy formation. Sure. And like you knew what they were doing. Right. And yes, heavy formation gives you the best chance to pick up yards, like short yards on the run and blah, blah, blah. But you but also like, bring defenders, you know, you bring bees to hunt right. when you do that. And, and it was either, it was basically either, for the Buccaneers, it was basically either um, 21 or, no, 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 not 21. That would be 12. It was basically either like 12 or 13 personnel. Sure. Or, and they were running the ball. Right. Or it was, Four wide, Four five wide. <laughs> and like that doesn't, it's, you can't just as like a, like a, like a word to the wise, like you can't do that in the NFL. Like defensive coordinators right. are too good. The NFL game is too fast and space is too limited for you to have these completely different personnels clashing here and there when you know you're going to either run or pass. So that's my only thing with the Titans is I somewhat, I like the talent on offense. I'm not, I, you know, I don't really think that they're going to overemphasize it, but Long term, in terms of the ceiling of the Titans, I just wanted to bring that point up because I wanted to bounce it off of you and see if, if I was crazy or not. Because no, that is like I have a concern with them going too definitive in run or pass packages. See, I think that when the Titans, see, in the past, the problem with the Titans was when they wanted to run, they went heavy personnel. When they wanted to throw, they tried to disguise it and go heavy personnel. The problem is nobody can get freaking open out of heavy personnel. That's the issue. So. This team and Marcus Mariota are so much better served when they spread things out, spread things out, take guys out of the box, let Mariota do what he did in college, let him dish it around, and guess what? Derrick Henry is going to be a better back 
in that type of an offense. DeMarco Murray wouldn't have been. That's not DeMarco Murray's game. Derrick Henry will be because Henry is actually a finesse runner trapped in a power runner's body. That's not a knock on Henry. His best attribute as a runner, I thought coming out, was smarts and his and his ability to read and, and cut off of certain blocks. That's his best. When it's congested, Henry wants to bounce. We've seen that over the course of his career. That's what he wants to do. But when the field spread and you have less defenders in the box, he has more space to work with, his vision and his mind start to take over. I think he's going to be a better. I think if the Titans do that, it will end up serving everyone except maybe the offensive line. That's where I have questions. If they don't go max protect all the time and they don't go heavy personnel, can Jack Conklin pass protect as well as he has the first couple years? They give him lots of help. I think Luan will be okay. The interior guy's okay. That's the one big question mark for me. But I think you take that to do what you can do. Get the bottom Mario's hands quicker. You know, get get that offense rolling, spread out, and make it more aggressive system with more speed on the field. I think the Titans could be really dangerous on offense. We are digressing because we haven't talked about the draft at all or offseason needs at all. That's true. 25, 25, I think edge rusher, if we're kind of, you know, get into it quick. I think edge rusher is a big thing for them. Um, Depending on what Landry tests, Harold Landry from Boston College, depending on what he tests, I like him as a 3-4 guy. Uh, The NFL seems to be a lot higher on Marcus Davenport than I am. So Marcus Davenport could be a guy that goes here. Uh, I'm not as big on it, but, I mean, that's just kind of the way that it is. Um, I always try and look at. I always try and look at. So Dean Pease is their new defense coordinator. Came from Baltimore. Some okay. multiple fronts. Definitely some three four. But also like what positions was Baltimore drafting heavily and important on? Sure. Yeah. Um, they drafted Tyus Bowser. Then they drafted Tim Williams. They drafted Matt Judon the year before. Oh, who was the other? They drafted somebody else that ended up not being. They drafted tons of. They. I think you're 100 percent right. Outside linebacker is what this. If Pease has a say in it. He's going to say, give me Pat. Now, Arakpo and Derek Morgan are both still good players. There's no question. But they're both aging. They're both losing a step. Neither are ultra athletes anyway anymore. The depth is okay. I just don't think Kevin Dodd is, A, he's been hurt a lot. B, I think there's concerns there. He's a miss for me probably in my draft evaluations. I had him early second round, right around where he was drafted. Um, I think I just totally whiffed on that one. And I don't think that he fits what Pease is looking for if you look at his prototype. So, I don't know what's going to happen with Dodd, but there's really not much depth after that. And, you know, I think that that's probably one of the biggest priorities for this team. It's Again, it's not a crying need, right? I mean, they have Morgan Arakpo. The pass rush has been okay. Both those guys are in the 7 to 9, 10 sack range every year. You know, mm-hmm. most of them are effort sacks. The Titans scheme sure. a ton of their sacks. But that and the interior defensive line, right? Sylvester Williams isn't very good. Austin Johnson has been a pretty much a disappointment for them. Uh, no real pass rush potential there. Obviously, you like Jarrell Casey, but he needs some help. You need to get another big body next to him, and I think that'll be a priority. You know, Fortifying the defensive front, to me, is the biggest thing for the Titans. They just haven't been strong enough in the trenches. Wesley Woodard's a good player. Avery Williamson's a free agent. You like Jay and Brown maybe developing him, but inside linebacker could be a possibility. Somewhere in that front seven, that's where these picks are going to be spent, I think. Okay. And, no, and I'm down with that. I don't, I don't I think, think I... secondary is like completely ignored or anything because obviously it's still not a very great a great group. So cornerback yeah, could definitely the, be on the they board. They invested in Adoree last year. So right, Adoree and Kevin Byard's a star now, and Logan yeah. Ryan, you signed in free agency, wasn't great, but you probably got to live with it at this right. point. Right, I think they're I think they're rolling with it. Yeah, I think it's going to be you know Jonathan Cyprian too. You brought him in, and you signed him in free agency. I think you roll with it for another year. You probably draft a corner second or third round because um, maybe you can move Ryan to the slot or something like that. But I'm not sure we'll see it first round. Okay, uh, who's up next? Um, Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. This is a simple one, so it's okay we took a lot of time on the Titans. 
Falcons might have the most complete roster in the league. Agree? Mm-hmm. Disagree? Yeah, I mean, no, they, they do. They where do, where are the needs, really? They're going to roll with this wide receiver group. Jones, Sanu, Hardy, even if you lose Gabriel in free agency, replace him later in the draft. You have Matthews and, and uh, Schrader and Alex Mack at center, Matt Ryan, a quarterback. You know, your guards are your weakness. Your running backs are set. Your guards are your weakness. I know some people are giving them a tight end. I just don't think it's going to be. They probably the got the round. best ones two running back points in the NFL. Oh, it's, it's terrific. Both those guys are great. Teron Ward's not bad either. Um, I mean, to me, the Falcons might be the best team in the NFL if their offensive coordinator situation. No, like ro- roster wise, no question. And um, like they should have, they should have been Super Bowl champions two years ago. Yeah, and they. I mean, and they showed they it. A, they, they, beat, a, they beat the they beat the tar out of the Patriots. If they had Cal Shanahan this year, I'm ventured to say that they would be representing the NFC. They would have been representing the NFC in the Super no, Bowl. I'm with you. No, I'm with you. This I'm is with a freaking you. Good team. And no, it's a very, very good team. I know some people think tight end in the first round. I think they like Austin Hooper. They might draft one later, uh, but I don't think it's going to be in the first round. It just depends where they want to go with their luxury pick. Like, okay, so uh, Poe, Poe's a free agent, right? Dontari Poe. Yes, so it's going to be so, interior defensive line or or left guard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and so like at this point at 26 – Depending on how the and the Falcons are in a great spot, right? Because what's the deepest like what's the deepest position in this draft? It might be interior defensive line, and you inter- know, and interior offensive line. <laughs> so like, yeah. So I think, man, I think the Falcons are in a really great spot to be a a, a good roster, only getting better. Um, I think a player like Deron Payne, Vita Vea, if he's there, certainly at twenty six to be a guy who can uh, come in for Poe. This is you know this gets really Connor Williams is all that. Connor Williams, there's all that talk of, of him moving to guard, possibly that. And then, you know, if his if he's moving to guard and people are wishy washy on him, perhaps he's available in the late twenties. I'm not sure. But um I if mean those the are Falcons the with hardly ever, if you're the Falcons with hardly any needs, right? And you feel like, mm-hmm. you know, you may not need to move up, but I mean you have your pass rushers, Vic Beasley and Tech Tack McKinley and Brooks Reed is a great third rusher. Adrian Claiborne's a free agent, you might bring him back. I mean, you're you're set there, man. You're loaded there. Your linebackers, Deion Jones is a stud. Devondre Campbell's really developed nicely. Maybe you grab one later, but I, Duke Riley was a third-round pick last year. I liked him a lot. I know he was a little down as a rookie and didn't see the field a ton, but I think he's a guy that can definitely be a difference maker for this team. I feel like they're kind of set their cornerbacks. You know, you're going to find one later in the draft probably, but Alfred and Trufant under contract, Ricardo Allen, Keon O'Neal, that's, you know, that group's pretty much set to me. Maybe you're looking for depth there. Would you think about moving up if you're Atlanta? To grab a, like a game, if you think Vea can be like a game changer for you, mm-hmm. package a bunch of your picks. You know, back end of the first round, if he's sliding, that might not be a range where you have to give up a whole lot. And and you can come back and get a guard maybe later in the draft, or maybe you find one in free agency, or maybe you're okay with Ben Garland. There's been talk they like Sean Harlow, their fourth round pick from a year ago. Maybe they really feel like they we got we need one game changer next to Grady Jerry on the def, Grady Jarrett on the defensive line. And we're going to be unstoppable. Maybe it's Vea. Maybe. Maybe if he's there, I don't think he'll be there. I don't think he'll be there if they sit, but if they get aggressive. Yeah, I guess. No, we'll see. Yeah. Big bodies like that. Sometimes if they don't test great, they slide down. You know. I don't yeah, know. but the thing is that I think Vea is going to test great. Well, we'll see. What is he like? Three forty. He's three forty, and if this dude runs like a four nine at three forty, yeah, that's people are going to freak the hell out. Yeah. Uh, Saints 27 again. I don't think there's a ton of needs here. Uh, what were the ones I wrote down for the Saints? Linebacker. Okay, linebacker, obviously, right? 
Although yeah. if Anzalone's healthy, which I know he's never been That's healthy. That's the problem, man. I tried to warn t- I mean, like I told Saints fans this, like you are going to love Alex Anzalone. Problem is you're never gonna see him. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna he barely played at UF. It sucked. Yep. He yep. was good. Like him and Gerard Davis next to each other, it's fun, man. Right. But the, it, just it just doesn't happen enough. Linebacker is definitely the top priority for the Saints. They're pretty set at safety. Uh, they lose Kenny Vaccaro, so I guess you know somebody like Ronnie Harrison could be an option in the back end of the first round. I don't think so, but you have Marcus Williams. You have Von Bell. Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, I mean, you made a pretty I like Ronnie Harrison, but I, I don't like him that much either, yeah. Um, Marshawn Lattimore. Ken Crawley was great last season. Can he continue that? Uh, maybe you need another outside corner at some point. I wouldn't roll out corner for this team. We, Delvin Bro hasn't been healthy in forever. I don't know if he'll even be the same player. They liked him a lot when he was healthy. Um, so I wouldn't totally roll out a uh, cornerback for them. But linebackers clearly the biggest need. You know, maybe you find another body on the interior defensive line. But Onyemata's come along great. Tyler Davison's been very capable. Sheldon Rankins has been a stud for them. Sure. You know, another pass rusher is a possibility for the Saints. There's like a lot of areas on defense where I just think they kind of, I don't just want to say overachieve, but guys stepped up last year. They played great. Well, I was going to say that's, that's a key, that's a key thing for the Saints because it's one thing to look at it as it's going on the season that they had this year and going, man, look at these guys, you know, like uh, again, like uh, you don't want to necessarily say like overproducing, but like basically that's the thing that that rookie class totally elevated the entire rest of the roster. So it's like, Man, look at all these guys coming together, overproducing. The Saints are doing so well. The next season, you don't want to drop off. Right. You want to be able to look at the roster and think, okay, where did we overachieve? And where are we most likely to maybe not have as good of fortune as we did last year? Fortify it a little bit more so we're not as susceptible to a giant drop off like it might be possible if these guys really were, quote unquote, overachieving for what they were. So I think that's important with the Saints is that you can look at the roster and you can look at how they performed in 2017. Take emotion out of it with some but of these guys. But I think you have to up. also be honest about yeah. where they might be short next year without as good of luck. For example, Alex Okafor played for them, started for them, started 10 games before he got hurt, four and a half sacks, and was pretty decent consistently getting pressure and things like that. You look at the the scope of his career, it's really not played out that way. So I think he's a capable guy. Do you want to rely on him as your every down guy across from Cam Jordan next year as a pass rusher? You know, I don't know that you're being 100% honest if you say that he's the answer there. Um, And I like Okafor. I thought the move was a good one. I think he can help your team. And certainly, the makes the need less pressing if he's re-signed because he is a free agent, uh, and you know he may have played himself into some money. So that will be what the Saints do there, and how they feel about Trey Hendrickson and, and some of those guys is going to be key. But yeah, linebackers the big need. Could see him going edge pass rusher. Could see him going cornerback in the first round. Uh, but again, I think it'll be a linebacker wild card for the Saints. Running back's good. Tight end is definitely an issue, but I think it'll be addressed later. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't rule out wide receiver here. I really wouldn't. Michael Thomas is obviously your guy. Ted Ginn played great last year. When's that going to stop? Because he's been on the wrong side of 30 here. And uh, Willie Sneed just kind of fell off the map as your slot guy. You like Brandon Coleman. Again, it's not a pressing need. But if yeah, they fell I don't know. With somebody that, remember, yeah, this is a team okay. that likes to think ahead. Remember, they I think did it's it with a wild Pete. card. They did it with uh, Ramsick. I think it's a little bit of a wild card. I think they could, could jump ahead to that. Uh, who we got? Your Steelers. My Pittsburgh Steelers. This one's easy, man. Telling you right now, it's going to be a linebacker or a safety, and you can forget about the other positions. I know some people have mocked them a corner. 
where's a cornerback going to play for this team when you have Artie Burns, you have Cameron Sutton, you have Joe Hayden, you have Mike Hilton that you just re-signed. Hilton's Is Cameron play Sutton playing well? So, yes, yes. When he played last year, he did play well. He was hurt for a good bit of the year, and then he came in and he played pretty well. And I think the Steelers coaching staff has really talked him up. Tomlin doesn't talk up many guys, but he talked up Sutton. That's Sutton, a pretty strong. I think he's going to get a chance to push Artie Burns to start this season. But Sutton was was interesting for me because you know uh, three four years ago when I was wow just getting out of college yeah that's weird to say um, when I was like just kind of getting out of college in my last year at UF uh, something I did is I wrote for um, SB Nation and I wrote for SEC Country covering college players and I love to do these in depth previews every time that Florida or there was a big matchup. And I would t- what I would do is I would talk to somebody from the opposing team that they were playing to get a more in-depth feel of it. And that's when I fir- first kind of heard about Cortland Sutton. Um, mm-hmm. And not Cortland Sutton. Um, Cameron Sutton. Cameron Sutton, yeah. I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, that's when I first learned about him. And then I watched this guy a little bit more and more, especially, you know, getting towards him being an NFL draft prospect. So I had my eye on him. Loved some of his tape. Really, I thought he could mirror a lot of wide receivers in college football. I thought he was physical with them. Um, I thought he could play press, that I could play off. That he did a great job there. It was just so weird watching his tape because the ball would come to him and he'd be in great coverage. And somehow the wide receiver would catch it. And that didn't just happen like one or two times. That happened all the freaking time. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know what to do with it. Like he would be able he would play great coverage. Yeah. And he'd still yield the catch. And I did not know what to do with it. So like going into the NFL draft, that's what I kept trying to tell people. I'm like, man, he gives up a lot of catches, but like I've got to trust the process. You know, like I've got to trust that he's covering these guys good and eventually it's going to stop being so unlucky for him. So I'm glad to hear that he's playing he's playing decent for, yeah. for the Steelers. I think he's gonna like, get I think he's gonna get the chance to start. Uh you know, he and Artie Burns will battle it out, but you know, Joe Hayden starting on the other side, he was great last year. He yeah, Mike Hill's definitely definitely starting in the slot. So I mean it kind of limits your, you know. I don't think it'll be corner. I don't think it'll be anything. But so linebacker, are we are we talking like, are we talking like Rashawn Evans is oh, the pipe dream? That would be such uh, a, such a perfect. Tremaine pick. Edmonds is next in line, and then like uh, Tremaine Edmonds is gonna be going. I think I think Edmonds and um, Roquan you think Smith. Edmonds goes before Evans? Yes. Ooh, I do. Okay. All that, right. I don't even know if that's is that a hot take. I don't know. I mean, I think Rashad Evans is really freaking good. Oh, so I like Evans a lot. I haven't finished Edmonds' evaluation. I watched one game. I need some better tape of him, but I I love Roquan. Nobody's stopping him. Uh, I like I like Evans a lot, a lot. Like he got my first round grade for me, and I have not given out many of those yet. Um, so he he is definitely one of the best players in this draft. I don't know. We'll see where he ends up going. I think he'll go before the Steelers, though. I mean, I don't know how he gets past the Saints. They'd be crazy. Uh, Steelers may would have to move up to get him. I think. I don't think Edmonds lasts either. I love Fred Warner from BYU. I think he's going to be a riser. I think you're going to see him go maybe top 50 once the combine's done. Mm, Leighton Vander has gotten some run. I've not really seen it with him. Uh, you know, Maybe an option later. Malik Jefferson's going to be a guy that's real interesting in the Steelers. We'll see how he tests, but they don't care about Raw. They don't care about guys who don't quite know what they're doing yet. They just like athletes and big guys who can run and are aggressive and that's Jefferson to a degree, so it would not surprise me at all if he ends up being the pick as much as I won't be a fan of it. I haven't been a fan of their – I was okay with T.J. Watt. I wasn't a fan of Bud Dupree or Eddie Burns' pick, so that that would be right on pace, right on trend for, for me at that spot. 
Safety's interesting because we haven't really seen a ton of safeties go in the first round, but... Well, it's like either you're picking Minka or Derwin or who, you know? I agree, but I think back into the first round, three names are interesting. Really curious to see what Jesse Bates from Wake Forest tests like. He is a pretty good football player from what I've seen, and he's starting to get some buzz among... Uh, you've seen him on Twitter, like some people that I really trust or that I haven't gotten his full evaluation yet. I don't but. trust him. <laughs> Jordan, people I trust. Jordan Whitehead from Pitt is really talented, but the off the field issues may scare Pittsburgh off. I don't know how many more of those guys they can bring in. Uh, and then Deshaun Elliott from Texas is very interesting. If Elliott runs well, I really think he's a chance to go back into the first round because he's a playmaker. Hmm. He's got range. He's hmm. got instincts. He's got ball skills. I just think that he has to show that he's good. There's been concerns that he won't test that great, and that could scare teams in the first round. I think that we all of them in the second round, but in the first round, that could scare teams. So as long as all little, that stuff's good. little Kaiser White later if they can't get one there? See, here's the thing. How I just don't know if Kaiser White, the Steelers are looking to replace Mike Mitchell and keep Sean Davis at strong safety. They need a guy who can play single high, and and that so that kind of limits their offense. Yeah, but a little bit. I and I know that Kaiser White was more of a strong safety, but we at the, at the Senior Bowl we saw him play cover three well. Yeah, I maybe I missed those reps. I don't know. I mean, not, not that I think he was bad in that way. I just I don't know. I get it. They had him because I I thought they did a nice job at the Senior Bowl this year of putting players in some uncomfortable positions. And when you like, for example, when you play safety, and everybody knows you're fine or a strong safety at the Senior Bowl. They're going to put you at free safety. Sure. Yeah, like, everybody they're going to see what you can do there. And I thought that they did that with Kaiser White, and I thought that he actually played really confident in that position there. Um, so I actually I actually like him as a guy who might be able to do both. Well, so. maybe, maybe he can make the – I'll have to finish his evaluation. I mean, I not, the first, not, not, not in the first round. I'm not saying here at 20 later years, on. Kind of like later, he yeah. could be an option for the Steelers. Yeah, they, they're going to have – but it's going to be one of those guys, I think. They're, linebacker or safety, you know, I don't think that there's a whole lot of other crying needs for this team. You know, later on, they'll dress – you know, unless Le'Veon Bell gets like traded or something, and then we'll have a different conversation. But so we've got coming up still Jacksonville, Minnesota, New England, Philadelphia tomorrow, and then Friday we tackle your questions, NFL Draft Q and A, and we'll slide in the Texans and the Chiefs. Brief conversation about them and their offseason outlooks because they don't have first round picks, and we don't want to make them feel left out or make you fans feel left out of those teams. So. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.